G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Welcome to Leading the Way with pastor and author of more than 50 books, Dr. Michael Youssef. Today, a challenge incredibly relevant for the times in which we live, encouraging Christians to be the salt of the earth. Maybe a phrase that has lost its meaning over time, but as you listen to Dr. Yusuf, you'll see how the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 challenge believers to impact the world for Christ today. Listen with me as Dr. Yusuf looks back at an ancient incident that exemplifies the words of Jesus in the context of today's world. As he begins this, leading the way. Today I'm starting this eight-part series. I'm calling it Appropriating the Happiness that is in You. The Beatitudes are basically a superstructure. It is a step-by-step program that Jesus has given us. You can't just skip one step and go to the next one. You have to go step by step by step. They're designed that way by our Lord, our Maker, our Creator, our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Until you reach the pinnacle, until you reach the top, until you get to the apex, and where the greatest privilege, the greatest joy is to be insulted and persecuted for the sake of Jesus. And right at that point, when you reach the top of that superstructure, our Lord Jesus Christ says, as you climb up and you get to that top, immediately, immediately He goes on to say, now this is how you appropriate all of these blessings, all of the peace, all of the joy, all of the happiness. This is how you appropriate the impact that comes from reaching the top of that letter. And that is why Jesus waits until after the eight steps. Then He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He doesn't start with being salt and light. No, that will be like putting the cart before the horse. So, He starts with the horse. Then He places the cart. Now, don't miss what I'm going to tell you. Not all who are professing Christians are truly salt and light. I want to explain that. <laughs> Not all the professing churches can be really salt and light. Only those who have climbed those seven steps. You are is referring to those who have climbed those steps, that ladder of beatitude. Only those who have a broken spirit, only those who are pure in heart, only those who thirst for righteousness, only those who have mercy on others, those who are peacemakers, only those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for Jesus' sake, are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Can I get an amen? amen. Matthew five thirteen, 
you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by man. I know I've heard it, and you've heard it, <laughs> when there's someone who is a faithful, hard-working, good old boy, oh, he's the salt of the earth. You know, you heard that, right? He's the salt of the earth. It's actually a compliment that comes from this. But in ancient time, you have to understand that salt was so highly valued. <laughs> Unlike what we have today and the salt sitting in this shining silver shaker on your table whom your doctor tells you to avoid, salt was extremely valuable. Back then, salt and light were not just commodities people took for granted. Now, salt back then was so valuable that Roman soldiers were given their wages with salt. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they demanded it, and they revolted if they did not get their fair share of salt, of the ration of salt. In fact, the English word salary comes from the word salt. That's where it came from, because they were paid their salaries with salt. And that's why we have saying like, he's not worth his salt. It's not worth his salary that he makes. Hear me right, please. On this day of salt-free salt, I know it's really difficult to comprehend the incredible value that our Lord Jesus Christ is placing on this statement. The Greek word for salt is divine. The Roman used to say, there is nothing more useful in the world than salt and light. And so, I want you to place yourself among those people who are listening to Jesus, calling them, you are the salt of the earth. Place yourself there. You are the light of the world. It must have been so overwhelming. It must have been so incomprehensible to realize that their mission in life is of such value, huge value. Here in Matthew 5, you see that these simple men and women empowered by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. It was said of them by historians, Jewish, pagan, Christian historians at the time, that they have turned the world upside down. The reason they were able to appropriate the happiness within that comes from the indwelling Holy Spirit, they took every one of those steps and reached the summit and that is why now they are the salt of the earth. Now, beloved, today we may have lots of knowledge, and we do, but we have very little wisdom, very little wisdom. We may have lots of knowledge, but we have no peace of mind. We may have lots of knowledge and scientific advancement, but we don't have contentment and joy. Today, we may have reached the moon, 
but we can't stop the senseless violence on our streets. Today, we may be able to communicate with the speed of light, but we cannot halt drug addiction. And that is why this is the time for all of those who claim to be disciples of Jesus Christ to know how to appropriate the rightful place of being salt of the earth. I'm not speaking about churchgoers. I'm not speaking to pew warmers, and I'm not speaking to Sunday Christians only. I'm not speaking to online Christians only. I am not speaking to those who are professing Christians only. I am speaking to all who have climbed the Mount of Beatitudes. Question, what is the assumption here in these magnificent words that is beyond comprehension? First of all, you need to know that at that time, salt was used for lots of things. It really was. It has many, many uses. I already told you how valuable it was. And I'm going to actually recite some of the common use back then. Salt was used for healing. Salt was used for, as a cleansing agent. It was used for removal of stains. It was used to melt ice. It was used to keep a foot from slipping on ice. It was used to stop bleeding. It was used to get rid of unpleasant odor. It was used to whiten clothes. It was used to make food tasty. It was used as an antiseptic. Uh, Above all, it was used to keep food, particularly meat and fish, from rotting. Now, beloved, for years, for years, the godless have taken over the media And what did the Christians do? They let them. The godless have taken over campuses, and what did the Christian do? They pull back and let them. They have taken over city councils, and what did the Christians do? They hung back. They've taken over school boards, and what did the Christians do? They withdrew. On and on and on I can go. And we have a rotting culture. Please hear me right. The most desperate need we have today is for men and women, boys and girls, who are actually the disciples of Jesus, to go out and be salt and be light. In other words, they are to listen to the words of Jesus and to realize that Jesus has placed you where He has placed you, then gave you that incredible call on your life. They are to take seriously God's call to be salt in life. Listen, 20 or 30 years ago, we would never have tolerated the rottenness that we now accept. Well, yeah, what can we do? Why? Because a lot of salt has lost its saltness. I'm going to come back to this. I told you the common uses at the time. Now I'm going to give you what the Bible said. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13, it was a symbol of binding contracts. In fact, to this day, there are certain parts of the Middle East where when they have a contract or they're being reconciled to each other, they go out and they bring a plate of salt and they bring bread, and both parties would dip their bread in the salt and they eat it. It's a mark that they are solidifying their contract, they're binding an agreement. 
In 2 Kings 2.20, salt heals and cleansing as a cleansing agent. In Mark 9.50, salt is a promoter of peace. In Colossians 4.6, it is evidence of grace. In Job 6.6, is a stimulant to appetites. And in Luke 14.34, it is a stimulant to our testimony. And in here in the seventh, Matthew 5.13, it prevents decay and rotting. In fact, these pronouns in verses 13 and 14 are in the emphatic mood. You say, what does that mean? It means that you don't have a choice if you are a disciple of Jesus. It is not you can be a salt if you want to, or you can be salt and light if you feel like it. No, 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 no. You are salt whether you know it or not. You are salt and you are extremely valuable in the sight of God, even if it not being in the sight of the world. You are salt, and so add divine flavor wherever you go, wherever you go. We who are disciples of Jesus, wherever we go, we are to keep culture from rotting, wherever we are. And that is why in 2 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16, Paul said that believers are an aroma from life to life, a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved, but also an aroma of death to death among those who are perishing. But also we know that salt stings when it gets into a wound, right? Stings. See, a surgeon has to hurt you before he can heal you. He has to cut you before he can sew you together again. And we, by our very presence, by our very presence, by our very hunger for righteousness, by just our very presence, we are a rebuke and a judgment to a rotting culture. But instead now we have preachers who are soothing the rotting of culture. And they said, well, it's a different day. It's a new day. Things are accepted now. It's a choice. And we have ceased to sting or rebuke by our very lives. Not only that, but salt to create thirst for God. Create thirst for God. Just as salt creates thirst for water, we are to create thirst. People want to know God because they've seen us and they've seen our lives, and they've seen our joy, and they've seen our celebration of who He is and who we are in Him. And I'm told that without the proper percentage of salt in the body, it dehydrates and dies. Every one of those categories, the use of salt, are all fine, every one of them. I'm not undermining a single one of them. To represent purity, great. To Add taste, it's wonderful. To stand for the truth, even if it stings, yes. It creates thirst for God by all means. But I believe beyond all that, Jesus is saying something far bigger, far more important to His disciples and to His hearers. He is saying, you are a preservative that keep the world from rotting and coming completely under the evil one. And beloved, listen to me. That is why I believe when we are out of here, when we lift it up from here, this earth is going to be hell on earth. 
were it not for the Holy Spirit who indwells the believers today and the disciples of Jesus Christ, Satan would have been running far more wild than you can imagine. You see, it can get worse than that. Oh, that's nothing. That's a Sunday school picnic in comparison. Hear me right, please. See, for now, for now, total control of evil and wickedness has been restrained. It really has. And why it's been restrained? Because of the Holy Spirit that dwells in the believers. I know there are faithful people all over this country who are on their knees are praying for this country. There are people who are doing and serving and giving and sacrificing. And they're the ones who are preserving it from going down to total chaos. Because if you think it's bad now, just wait until the believers have taken out of here. <laughs> but until that day comes, you and I are to serve as lump of salt between the fish to keep it from rotting. That is the rotting fish in your neighborhood. That is the rotting fish in your campus. That is the rotting fish in your office. That's the rotting fish in our society. They all need to know that Jesus and Jesus alone saves. Don't ever forget that we too once were rotting fish. Some salt came into our life and brought us the life-giving Word. Listen to me. You may be the only salt that they will ever experience. (sighs) Beloved, do not get sidetracked by issues. May I plead with you? Don't get sidetracked by the issues. They love to drag you into this issue and to that issue. They love to drag you. I remember back when we were part of the mainline denomination, and every time we get into discussion, they want to drag me into this subject and into that subject, and I keep coming back. The Word of God, the Word of God, the infallible Word of God, the infallible Word of God, and I wouldn't get sidetracked because I knew what they're trying to do. Don't get sidetracked. Don't fall for that. Why? Because all of these issues can only be solved when people come to Jesus, when they turn to Christ. I come now to the most solemn part of this verse, and that is the loss of saltiness. The loss of saltiness. Perhaps I fear this more than anything else in life, including life itself. I could lose money, prestige, reputation, and even life itself. Oh, but please, God, not my saltness. Why am I saying this? First of all, Jesus is not talking about losing your salvation. He's talking about losing your effectiveness losing your fruitfulness for Him. Now, I'm told that sodium chloride is a very stable chemical compound. It's out of my pay grade, but I trust the people who told me that. It's a very stable compound. That means that it resists any attack from the outside. The only thing that will weaken its effectiveness is when it's mixed with contaminants. Mixed with contaminants. Think about this. Think about this for a long time. The only thing that will weaken your effectiveness is when it is mixed 
with other contaminants of the world. The only thing that will weaken its effectiveness is when it is contaminated with impurities. Then and only then becomes useless. You can't use it as a fertilizer because it would kill the plant. And the only thing back then they did was salt that lots of saltness is they tossed it on the street. didn't have asphalt like we do to pave the road, but they took that salt that lots of saltness and they poured it on the road. So the footprint of people and animals compounded and make it hard. That's what Jesus said here. It's good for nothing else except to be tossed out. Please hear me right. Every one of us, including your pastor, are in danger of losing our effectiveness for Christ. Every one of us. Every one of us is in danger of losing our influence for God. Now, beloved, you have to understand that our impact for Christ in our society, in our culture, is not dependent on your IQ. It's not dependent on your level of your intelligence. It's not dependent on your ability to articulate the message. It's not dependent on your seeking to be liked and accepted. No, 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 no. Our impact is dependent on being distinct from the non-believers. Our impact is dependent on being in the world, but not of the world. Being in the world, but not imitators of the world. I want to tell you this as I conclude. In certain segment of the Jewish community, in fact, the ultra-Orthodox, very small segment of Judaism, they have this practice when a person becomes an apostate, that is, turn his back on the Jewish faith. And then he repents and wants to come back into the synagogue. They would ask him to lay across the door of the synagogue, at the door, and invite people to trample upon him as they enter. And his invitation says, Trample upon me who once was salt but lost my saltness. Thank God we live in the New Testament. (laughs) Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for His grace. And you can literally come to Him any moment and say, Lord, I want you to restore my saltness, and He will do it because He and His will is for you to be a salt of the earth. And then you can become a world changer, truly changing the world. You're listening to Leading the Way with pastor and international Bible teacher, Dr. Michael Youssef. Learn ways to listen or watch at ltw.org. Now, we often spend time here letting you know about the resources available through Leading the Way, things to help you get closer to the Lord. And we do have books and CDs, DVDs, and lots of other content. But today, allow me to tell you about free resources sure to encourage you in your faith. Start by grabbing your mobile device or boot up your computer or laptop and click over to ltw.org and then look for the store link near the top of the page. Now, click on Free Digital Resources. Currently available items will load.
But let me tell you about one that's really helped me in recent seasons of life and living, called Why Does God Allow Evil? This downloadable booklet contains solid biblical insight from Dr. Yusuf addressing questions about evil in the world. Ordering is easy. Just add Why Does God Allow Evil to your cart and go through the easy checkout process. Again, begin it all at ltw.org. While you're browsing, you can also sign up for My Journal, a free monthly magazine delivered to your home or work. And My Devotional, a free daily e-devotional delivered to your email. Make a note of that website, ltw.org. But remember, you can also speak with a friendly ministry representative when you call 1-300-133-589. 1-300-133-589. On behalf of Dr. Michael Yusuf, please accept this invitation to listen again next time for more Leading the Way audio. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world. Learn more at ltw.org. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 